Welcome to the seventh episode of Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Emma Fife, as always, joined by my lovely co-hosts, Lola Binkard and Kelby Lenormand, to discuss an episode of Sailor Moon Crystal and compare it with its past incarnations. Same disclosure as last time, my voice is going to be on the loud side. I promise, hopefully, it'll be better in the next episode. <laughs> this episode of the podcast covers episode 7 of Sailor Moon Crystal, act 7 of the manga, episode 33 of the 90s anime, and episode 24 of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And what do all of these episodes have in common? Well, it's too complicated to explain in a roughly 60-second intro, so you'll just have to listen to the episode and decide for yourself. Down and like, land. yeah, yeah. Is it a different all, is it a different uh, song? No, 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 no. They used no. They used um, Moonlight Densetsu all the way up until uh, Sailor Stars. Oh, okay. Sailor I, Stars. Sailor Stars. Yeah, that's the one. Um, anyway, it's we've still got a while to go oh, until yeah, Sailor Stars. <laughs> yeah. uh, we will because uh, Nerdist is going to pick us up. Yeah, exactly. And, and, spend and all the time in the world talking exactly. About and, and Sailor Moon Crystal will continue forever and ever oh, and ever, ever exactly. until the end of time. <laughs> Somebody just caught a little foot action. It I was, think it was Emma. I think it was me too. Yeah, it, wasn't, <laughs> it, was it definitely, definitely wasn't me. me. Definitely me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, this is the seventh episode of Sailor Moon Crystal. <gasps> Lucky number seven. seven. Yes. Well, uh, we were like a morning radio show that first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in uh, to Lucky Seven. Now we need uh, like weird remixed sounds. Of, yes. Like, we've already said Lucky Number Seven. Lucky, Lucky Number Seven. seven. Uh, yeah. Wicka 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 Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, like that. And... Uh, this week we're talking all about uh, Mamoru-related episodes, yes. more specifically than Tuxedo Mask, except not in the 90s anime, yes. because literally, literally, she does not figure out who Tuxedo Mask is. And also, I would like to point out that he doesn't figure out who she is either. Oh, yeah. Until the episode where they, like, learn about their past lives. Oh, like, yeah. They're a Take little a thick time. in the 90s. Long, long Stay a time. little? <laughs> a little? I mean, a uh, they, they could not be thicker. Yeah, no. Uh, but this is the first time uh, in this podcast that we're skipping around quite a lot in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Yes. Um, so uh, unlike in uh, the 90s anime series where the in-between episodes that have nothing to do with the manga are largely filler, that's not the case with Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. They The, the story starts to deviate pretty quickly after uh, Sailor Jupiter shows up. So um, just to give you guys a little bit of background, because the last episode we talked about was episode nine, and the episode we're going to talk about today is episode 24. Uh, <laughs> so you missed a little. We hurdled. Um, the, the biggest thing that was revealed within that time uh, is that Mamoru, who Usagi is starting to sort of have feelings for, uh, as she is kind of falling for him and gets a little more involved in his life, she realizes, uh-oh, he's actually engaged to somebody else. What? Um, which, it's funny, um, as much as I detest the storyline of, like, Ray being Usagi's rival for Mamoru's affection, I adore Hina being her rival in 
Pretty Guardian Sailor well, Moon. Well, because it's not gross. It's no, not, no, 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 it's, it's not. It's not petty. And it's no, not and, and they are not friends. Yeah. Um, and they never fight about it. And Usagi is just kind of resigned to the fact that, like, he's marrying her. There's yeah. nothing she can do. Right. And, and it's also, there's no... Uh, fighting again there, there's no fighting over him in that in the sense of like actually bickering yeah, yeah, yeah. But also in the sense of when she finds out he right. has a fiance she there is no plot line of her trying to break up no it's, no not it's at all All about how she's resigned not to having lost him well, because this other girl was there first and, well, and initially too of. she thinks that Hina is just his girlfriend and she's like well, if she's just his girlfriend, like, I'm not going to, she's not going to try to break them up, but she's like, I'm not going to give up hope. I'm going to stay in his life. So, like, when she's out, he'll choose me, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and uh, <laughs> all of that is largely inspired by a very adorable girl who she, like, babysits for two episodes. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I, um, just an aside about uh, that beautiful little girl. She has one of my favorite lines in the whole Pretty Guardian <laughs> series. Um, there's an aside where... Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, it's where, Valentine's Day. Uh, in Japan, I, I was very surprised to learn uh, women give men chocolate. Yeah, Valentine's yeah, Day. yeah. And then there's the White Day. I think it's yeah, called. White Day is a whole month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Usagi is hanging out with this little girl who has a crush on a little boy, and uh, Hina is that boy's teacher. So the uh, she and Usagi are like bonding. Yeah, over how that the boys they love are in oh. love with Hina. <laughs> so they both, they go and buy like chocolates and they're like, oh, well, let's, all right, little girl, let's go give your chocolate to this boy you like. And she sees him talking to the teacher. And Usagi looks at the little girl and she's very concerned because she thinks the little girl's going to be crying. The little girl has this ice cold look on her face and she just says like the ice, thing. she just goes, I will not lose to that woman. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then the other major thing that's happening right now in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is, of course, the Dark Mercury Mm -hmm. storyline. Basically, basically, uh, in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, I feel like we get like a better understanding of the nature of like what Metallia is like because I feel you, like you mean the, the, the Negaforce the, the, the Negaforce yeah, yeah. Negasatan Negasatan um no 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 so it, it you're under the impression in all other versions that like Metallia possesses people who have like a weak heart like basically like Beryl once upon a time was like this sad peasant woman she was mad that Endymion wasn't in love with her and she's like man what am I gonna do and then like evil voices started speaking to her and she turned into the queen Beryl she is now you want to take over the earth just let me take over your soul and your heart and your brain you want to make a contract oh oh, yikes do you want to make a contract no Uh, yeah but but I, I feel like specifically we see here because it's like Ami uh, basically in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon uh, there's less about how smart Ami is I mean she's definitely still smart but they do focus a lot on like the insecurity that comes along with that of like always being the weird smart kid and not having any friends we're we're very aware of the fact that this is the first time that she has had friends and she's worried about ruining it exactly so she is so worried about ruining her friendships that like she's She's afraid they're not going the right way. She's like, I don't think we're close enough. We're not working together as a team, blah, blah, blah. In this moment of weakness, she's like walking home from the 
karaoke underground one day <laughs> and then uh Kunzite, like attacks her and possesses her and she becomes dark mercury after a wild thrill-seeking adventure where she goes to an amusement park for many hours yes. <laughs> um and so she becomes don't, don't ride roller coasters kids or else <laughs> you might turn evil dark entity. you might exactly. turn evil uh dark mercury is my favorite character oh yeah she's in great any version of sailor moon any <laughs> any version of Sailor Moon and I refuse to believe that they didn't want to write a storyline where because she's just roaming around in the the Dark Kingdom caves as Dark Mercury I refuse to believe that she did not fool around with all of them at some point or another it just it breaks my heart okay so in um in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon like the first, so for a short period of time, Zoisite is like the main bad guy and he like composes a song to create a Yoma to murder princesses. Like that, that is the actual story yeah. of what happens. In, in that weird country club ballroom. Yeah, in yes. the weird country club ballroom as previously established. Um, but he, okay, so after he gets like defeated by the Senshi for the first time, he gets like moon healing escalationed or something immediately after that he like recalls all of his memories from the past and like does not work with Beryl. It's like holy shit I'm a good guy. Yeah well yeah. so Whoa. yeah so at this point like Zoisite is like more or less a good guy like he's definitely on his own side and like obsessed with preventing past events from repeating themselves mm-hmm. um, with good reason uh, but it breaks my heart that like he was not a bad guy during <laughs> this Dark Mercury storyline so they could like they could get have totally crazy. gotten together and, like, under an umbrella. made out against a cave wall oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah this is this is the evil versions of them right right <laughs> well I mean I, I think evil people can carry umbrellas sure <laughs> and, and um, who's to say we can't have fan art of La Reconquista Zoisite and Dark Mercury oh. going at it on top of a piano. Oh. <laughs> That's your assignment. Oh. That's your assignment, John. Oh, yeah. Label it Just not safe there. for work. <laughs> oh, Label man. it not safe for work if it is indeed not safe for work. But that is your mission now. Please. 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 Um, and then uh, the episode of the old anime series that we are talking about is episode 33, which basically the only thing it shares in common with the episode of Sailor McChrystal we're talking about is that Sailor Venus shows up and saves everyone at the end. Yep. That's basically the yep. only similarity. Uh, do we not hear about his tragic orphan nope no nope. I don't you know what I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think in the 90s we ever hear anything about no, his, until no, no, no. the movie until yeah. Sailor Moon R Sailor Moon R we totally yeah, this, until that. the Sailor Moon R movie with Fiore yeah. yeah you know there are a lot of men in this universe that are in love with Endymion <laughs> like there are yes. an equal number of well, men maybe if he could stop being love so him pretty. as many uh, uh, women do but yes uh, we literally hear nothing about his tragic past until the Sailor Moon R movie where they're like oh we probably should have clarified a little <laughs> yeah. why he's um, orphan. But yeah, so no, episode thirty-three is. Uh, well, Lola, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what happens in episode thirty-three of the nineties uh, anime? Oh God, I've repressed it. <laughs> we just watched it. You I know, <laughs> I know. Like an hour ago, we watched no. it. <laughs> It is the most ridiculous thing. I can tell you what this is about. Uh, it is about Zoisite wanting to show off his relationship to a cave full of human beings that are not interested at all. 
like at 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 all. Oh, um, it is also about a world in which everyone is colorblind. <laughs> And again, this is a universe where no one knows what evil people look like because your characters are like, hey, I'm, I promise I'm Sailor Moon. Everyone's like, she's wearing purple and is cackling. Seems legit. So that's really it in a nutshell. There's a fake Sailor Moon who is clearly a villain. And, and surprise, also clearly Zoe Sight. Also yeah. clearly a cross-dressing Zoe Sight who I refuse to believe did not already own that outfit. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And Venus shows up at, at the, the end. end and saves everybody. Yeah. yeah. More or less. Pretty much it. Uh, and then, uh, Sailor Moon Crystal and the manga, it's a, a direct continuation of where we left off last time. Basically, uh, Usagi wakes up at Mamoru's apartment. They talk about the fact that he's Tuxedo Mask. She's all in love with him. Then bad stuff starts happening. Uh, specifically, uh, Zoisite like makes a rental ma- yeah video makes place. a rental video place exactly and then that the rental videos like hypnotize people into trying to get Sailor Moon this time it's Sailor Moon they're after not the yeah. Silver Crystal yeah um yeah so they're like we're gonna go kill Sailor Moon so everybody gets possessed yet again <laughs> uh, Zoisite's very good at uh, successfully possessing Tokyo at large well, he knows what people <laughs> love and people love movies and TV I yeah. feel like the He's citizens right. the citizens of Tokyo are not concerned enough about their passing out and missing chunks of their lives <laughs> and waking up on the street because that seems I mean, to be happening to yeah. them a lot, well, but nobody's talking about it. Maybe this is why uh, Molly's parents never wonder where she is. Yeah. It's because <laughs> they're like, you know what? People are always like disappearing for days at a time, and, and then showing up, passed out in a park. She'll be home. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the polite Japanese culture, like not to talk about this weird incident <laughs> yeah. that's taking place. Yeah. Uh, I, so, just as an aside, mm-hmm. if I lived in this universe. I would use this as an excuse when I didn't want to go into work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be like, uh, oh, sorry, I, didn't mean, I, I didn't got mean... my energy drained. And oh, yeah. I, I was passed out no. of park for see, three weeks. Did you see that that boat on the news <laughs> where everyone on it, like, pat? Yeah, I was totally, totally on that on boat. That boat. <laughs> totally so weird, on right? that boat. Because <laughs> I was at dinner with my mom, like, an hour before that happened. I but know. I, I don't know. I was totally on yeah, the boat. Yeah, <laughs> Yoma. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, Sailor Moon being the fantastic heroine that she is unlike her still reluctant like 35 episodes himself in the 90s uh decides to confront this head-on she transforms into sailor moon and is like what up guys you want sailor moon come get me and then she moon healing escalations everybody everything's great uh and then zoisite shows up she's like all right i'm gonna kill you now he doesn't just show up he like plummets mm-hmm. out of the sky. Oh, yeah, he totally drop like, kicks her. Yeah. Like, like, he doesn't, like, float. Like, he's not like, oh, hello, I'm here. Ah, ha, 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 like, float out of the sky. <laughs> no. He drops like a meteor, punches the ground, <laughs> and the force wave like, knocks the shit out of Sailor Moon. I know. And he, like, gets her in a headlock and, oh, like, it's, like, it's bad. Her until, and... until Tuxedo Mask shows up and, and punches him in the, the head. Face. Oh my god, that was so good. So good. That was so good. I don't think that happened. In, that I, did not happen in the manga. No, it didn't, but I definitely like punched the air. I, I was think like, the yeah. neighbors probably thought mm. we were watching some sort of sporting event. Yeah. <laughs> because of the ruckus that happened down here. It was it was really, truly spectacular. Um, and then like, uh, so 
after that happens, uh, he like magic tuxedo mask to the ground, and then Zoisite starts conjuring this like giant iceberg thing over his head. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And he's gonna throw it at Tuxedo Mask, but Sailor Moon like bear hugs him and, and is like, like no, and is like, no, it. don't do it. He's had a really hard life. <laughs> That's gonna help. I mean, that is the gist of what she said. It's yeah. true. It was really beautiful, but that's basically what she said. Um, I think she's she misunderstands what villains care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, appealing to a villain's sense of compassion is... Uh, I, I want to try another strategy, Sailor Moon. Uh, but she distracts him long enough for Sailor Venus to show up and throw a crescent boomerang at him yes. and save everybody. Which she did not have in the 90s. No, she, no. Crescent beam. she just had her crescent beam attack. She didn't yeah. have any of her weapons. No, she didn't. She didn't have any of her cute Sailor V, like, compact or her chain. boomerang. Or, yeah, she didn't have, yeah, she used Love Me Chain as an attack, but she didn't, like, wear the chain around her no, waist. No, it was like a light. Yeah. It was yeah. Like a light thing of yeah. parts. And also, I don't think she got that attack until She didn't get that until Sailor later. later. Yeah, she only yeah. uses Crescent Beam in the first season. Yeah. Um, which she did use in uh, the end of episode 33. Mm-hmm. Um, which, really, that was the only similarity. Except... Another similarity I noticed. <laughs> this is very minor. So, you know, in Pretty Guardian, no, in um, Sailor Moon Crystal, Zoysite was like conjuring a big icicle over his head, glacier yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, in episode 33 of the old anime series, he was totally fighting with like an icicle oh, as yeah. a sword. Yeah, he's totally. true. <laughs> yes. Yep. Very minor, but totally there. Very yes. minor. But totally there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's interesting kind of about the, the 90s episode of this that I thought was pretty cool was uh, Kunzite actually uh, participates for once. Yeah. For like once. at this point, Kunzite has been present. Like we keep seeing yeah. Kunzite. Oh, you know how you know how we know Kunzite has been present? <laughs> because at the beginning, to clarify on my point at the beginning, he... Zoysite, everybody is assembled. Everybody is there. Yeah, all the minions. Yes, literally everyone is there. And Zoysite interrupts everything to go, Kunzite! Kunzite is here! He's here! Has everyone seen my boyfriend? Isn't he handsome? I mean, that's basically what happens. And also, I don't know why this is just striking me right now. I don't know why this is striking me right now. the minions in the back. No, what? but here's my thing. This is specifically about those minions. Okay. Why are they turning people into Yoma if they clearly have an entire army there just thousands of people in the Dark Kingdom? Like, what? Just send the whole army. Just send everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there are how many Sailor Scouts versus how many people in that yeah, realm? Yeah. No, but <sighs> so Beryl gives Kunzite and Zoysite like a joined mission, and I did you know they're together? <laughs> well, I actually when when she gave them the joined mission, I actually wrote down like, "Dear diary, me and the boyfriend are finally doing a mission <laughs> together." XOXO OMFG hashtag <laughs> working with my bae. <laughs> And then they really quickly took a selfie. And they took a selfie. And they Instagrammed it. Oh, God. Hashtag working with my bae. My bae. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Their plan is ridiculous. It's so stupid. I mean, okay, so uh, everything else we're talking about is specifically kind of Mamoru-centric, but, like... This this episode of the 90s anime, the only way I can make this tie in is that, like, 
it is kind of about Tuxedo Mask because it's about Beryl wanting to trap Tuxedo Mask mm-hmm. because she realizes every time, like, Sailor Moon is about to get killed, he shows up yeah. and throws a rose, you know? Right. So that's that's kind the of only the only way we can get it to work. It's the only yeah. way we can get it to work. And, and, and Sailor Venus is showing up at the end. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is also, there's a, a reveal where uh, Beryl, oh, where Beryl realizes, realizes that, oh. that, he's, that he's Prince Endymion, which, by the way, in the 90s anime... Maybe it happened, and I just don't remember. But like, Beryl was not in love with Endymion. Like, that's not in the 90s? that's not a thing in the nineties no. anime. I don't know because she, she wants to. Because she, she does get well, and she does get really mad at. Well, I mean, she kills spoilers, kills Zoisite because right. he like tries to kill Endymion. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but they don't put a huge emphasis on no, like, no, like their past relationship, right? Exactly well, about like the relationship. Yeah, well, because I because I, I remember when I read the manga, because like in the manga, there's a scene where they like show her in her like peasant dress, like leaning on a pillar, like looking around the corner when <laughs> and Demi and Serenity are like having a romantic moment. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember reading that in the manga and feeling like, oh, that makes so much sense. Why didn't they do that in the 90s anime? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they did, and I just blacked no, I out. Don't, I don't remember anything that specific, but yeah. I, I, just, I only remember, like, when, spoilers, when mm-hmm. they finally do capture him, and yeah. she's, like, holding him prisoner, that she's, yeah. like, getting super creep, creepy Yeah, but, I, but it's like, but yeah. it's a, it's, it's I don't know like if a, she, it's like a present love, though. I don't yeah. know that, like... Well, I don't even know if it's a love thing. I think it's just a tactic of, like, ruling shit, because it's like, you used to be the Earth Prince, and then you'll be the Earth Prince again, and you'll help me run shit yeah, here. Cause yeah, because she, she does say he's, she's going to make him her king, but it just feels like she's just, like, consolidating Yeah, it's power. just it's just her being like, well... She just wanted... <laughs> Jedi, Jedi and Nephrite are dead, so is Zoisite, and Zoisite doesn't like women, so I guess it'll have to be you, and well, <laughs> at least you're not bad-looking. <laughs> Just gotta wipe this brain clean. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so Zoisite and Kunzite get a joined mission, finally. Oh, my and God. And their idea. Couples mission. Their brilliant idea to lure Tuxedo Mask out into the open is to make a fake Sailor Moon <laughs> and have her do shit that Sailor Moon has never done. Right, right. Never done. Never yeah. done. And lure, and lure him out. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out that he seems to suffer a memory lapse or something from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. Because <laughs> in the beginning of the episode, when, like, there's the scene with the window washers yeah, and, yeah. like, Zoisite, <laughs> Sailor Moon Zoisite cuts the rope that they're on and yeah. then rescues you mean them. evil right. purple Sailor Moon? Evil yes, purple her Sailor costume. Moon. Who has a literal <laughs> boomerang. Who, by the yeah. way... Actual boomerang. Like, straight-up Outback boomerang. And Usagi has a meltdown over her that I thought was amazing, where she's like, what's well, gonna happen to my reputation? It's the first of all, you, you don't have one. You don't have one. And second of only, all, only your mom follows your yeah, antics, yeah. even though she doesn't know it's you. The and only place anyone knows where you are is the factory where they make the plushies. Of the <laughs> and, and second of all, that's not something you should be concerned no, about. Right no, no, no. Yeah, but so I said Sailor Moon's costume is so stupid because the color is scheme so, is all it's completely wrong. wrong. But her her head ornamentation is still red. There's no red in the rest mm-hmm. of the costume. Why? We couldn't afford. Uh, well, I mean, purple. Uh, I guess uh, Sailor Moon maybe previous like has a regenerating tiara, and she previously lost one in another fight, and Zoisite took it. I don't, oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really grasping.
last minute straws. You are snatching <laughs> the tiniest of straws. Snatching other bitches' I'm trying hats, to come up with an explanation, but it's uh, the 90s anime, so there probably no, this, isn't that one. That is actually a very good point. Nothing Sailor Moon is doing mm-hmm. is something Sailor Moon does. No, and no. Tuxedo Mask notices that in the beginning. He, in that scene with the window washers, is like, wait a second, did she cut the rope? But mm-hmm. then when he shows up and purple evil Sailor Moon is tied up and hanging from a crane, he goes to her rescue. Yeah. First he goes, is this a trap? Uh, uh. It might be a trap. Oh, hey, when the window washers are like in peril, mm-hmm. and he, he's in the li- library, so he sees them yeah. dangling there. Mm-hmm. Does he get in his tuxedo mask gear? I know he like runs out. But I can't oh, remember if he gets in his tuxedo mask gear. I can't remember either. Because if he gets in his tuxedo mask gear, that completely shoots our theory about him not knowing when he's transforming in the foot. Oh, I, I don't I don't think that's an actual thing. I think he does know that he's uh, tuxedo mask. I just uh, I just was trying to explain. I was like getting really legit in that theory. Really, that I was, was like a theory. Really I was trying to explain his multiple I'm, personality no, disorder. I'm, I'm actually with you. I I thought mm-hmm. he had no idea, and the only time that the two halves of his personality meet is when he realizes Sailor Moon is yeah uh, Usagi. You so know I, I that was a thing. I don't know. I I so will like have to, the wall came crashing to, I down. I have to admit, I, I literally just watched this episode yet. I can't remember because I tend to just blackout a lot. To be fair, the nineties anime. I but. don't think the people that put this nineties anime together actually had an answer. <laughs> I don't think they did. I, I think that really anything we come up with. Is giving as accurate as anything credit. else. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are giving credit. them yeah. way too much credit. Um, yeah, but seriously, like all of a sudden, he's, he's cool, with, cool with evil purple Sailor yeah. Man. Like, did he not notice their boots were purple? Like, why did he? Her skirt is purple. Yeah, like why? Why did he rescue her when also, he was like, I'm pretty sure this is a trap. The only thing about her that looks like actual Sailor Moon is her hair. Her hair, yeah. Did, does he not look mm-hmm. below hair? Also, when he's holding also I love. <laughs> also, I love when he rescues quote unquote Zoisite Sailor Moon, and um, uh, then <laughs> Zoisite Sailor Moon reveals her him oh, to be Zoisite. Yes. But literally, the way it happens is Zoisite does a backflip. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the Sailor Moon dress is on the floor. And Zoisite's back in his regular Zoisite outfit. That is called a quick change, (laughs) bitches. Also, uh, he shanks him first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He prison shanks Tuxedo Mask in the back. And then he does a backflip. Yeah, well, Zoisite does fight with an icicle, as previously established. I am so very confused, though, because why did he bring an actual costume if he... Can pro- just transform. Il- yeah, he. We've established that these guys can create illusions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the hair was an illusion. No way. Because anything worth doing is worth doing it right. <laughs> okay, but also like t- he already had the costume. Yes, he did. And Kunzite was like, just to make an illusion. He was like, but I already have the costume. costume. Wait, I never get to wear it. They don't. Mm. Do you think? Oh, do they no. use that in oh. there? Oh. And is they could be, he could be collecting all those roses that get thrown at them in past battles. Oh. I'm just putting it up. Or maybe Nephrite left his tuxedo laying around oh. the cave. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> around the cave with the attractive side table. Yeah, it's, it's he left it casually across 
the side table. Yeah, he left it there. <laughs> His cape actually is the tablecloth on the side table. Yes. <laughs> it's it's multi-purpose. <laughs> one, uh, one thing I love about when they first encounter evil Sailor Moon mm-hmm. is that they're like, oh, is she a friend or is she a foe? And it's like, foe! She clearly is evil. When oh have my- we ever had a situation in any lore where we meet our double and it goes well? And d- and have, they never, ne- have they never watched Star Trek? They've never. They have, They don't um, well, they've participate never heard in of, pop culture. They've never heard of Dracula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Because Usagi is astonished when an evil person is wearing a tuxedo. That's yeah. True. I would, I would not put it past them to have never seen Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> or played Ocarina of Time. Well, yeah. they couldn't have because it wasn't out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's I, I feel like, yeah, like your exact double. Why would that be a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. She's not no. dressed like a long lost Sailor Scout. No. She's dressed exactly no. like Sailor Moon and is calling herself Sailor Moon. Yeah. yeah that's that's, that's a problem. That's, that's that is shady. All. That's a for sure problem. Yes. Um. Yeah, well, OK, so. Back to this fight between oh, Zoysite and oh, Tuxedo Oh, this shiv fight. So, okay, elsewhere, Kunzite is fighting with the other Sailor Senshi, and we see a thing that we see in Sailor Moon Crystal where, like, he's absorbing all of their attacks, and then he, like, puts them in this evil black electricity barrier um, that they can't get out of. But he's not... Like, um, it seems to me like if they don't touch the sides of the barrier or try to break out, like, it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. yeah. He's just holding them at bay in this barrier. And if he makes the barrier smaller and it touches them, then it hurts them. So why isn't he just immediately making the bubble really fast? Yeah, I I wasn't sure if he was, like, trying to get some information out of them or... I don't know, because I was so distracted by this fight between Zoysite and Tuxedo Mask. With all kinds of flamenco guitars. They are just running. Okay, so this whole thing where Sailor Moon is tied up on a crane is happening at, like, the docks. There are a lot of scenes in uh, the 90s anime that either take place, like, on a boat or, like, at the docks. Like, is this a fishing town? <laughs> I mean, impression. it's an island. Yeah, it is an island. But, like, I'm under the impression that, like, their version of Tokyo is, like, a tiny island that's yeah. just got docks everywhere. It's, like, like the Liverpool. Yeah, yeah totally. It's just That is exactly what it's like. It is like a li- it's, like, a little, like, Liverpool, like... <laughs> version of Tokyo. Uh, yeah, totally. So, anyway, um, so they're running around the docks having this fight. Also, how big are these dogs? I don't... Giant. Because if you know it looks like they come out of a... Like, it looks like the majority of uh, Tuxedo Mask and Zoysite's fight takes place in a soundstage. Like, the building they run out of has, like, numbers painted on the door like a soundstage. But Zoysite is just running around with this crystal sword and also throwing rose petals. No, no. Oh, yeah. And at one point, Zoysite just, like, runs up and down the supply aisle and, like, cuts open all the supplies. For no reason. All the while shouting his name. I was going to say. Zoysite, Zoysite. Because he's a Pokemon. Because he's a Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, God. Okay, so then it's kind of the same deal where, like, uh, Tuxedo Mask is holding Zoysite at bay with the cane thing that he fights with, and Zoysite's got, like, the icicle. And then Zoysite throws some flower petals in Tuxedo Mask's face. No, not the petals! Mm -hmm. And then is like, and then, like, suspends. (laughs) It's Sawyer's version of pocket sand. Yeah, and then is, like, still suspending the icicle, and then Sailor Venus shows up and uses Crescent Beam and rescues him. So then, okay, so this is, like, my maybe favorite scene because it makes absolutely 
absolutely no sense. So Kunzar is still holding the other girls at bay. And so he's like just kind of casually strolls up and is like, hey, uh, tuxedo mask and another enemy around here somewhere. So like, be careful, okay? (laughs) And and Kunzar's like, you didn't... You, you didn't, didn't kill think. Tuxedo Mask? And he's like, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and meanwhile... Get off Kun- my back, babe. <laughs> meanwhile, Kunzite's jacket has come completely... Oh, my... Oh, what was going on with Kunzite's uniform in this episode? is hanging out. They just did not... They did not draw a nipple, but it is his entire pectoral. It's I just know. hanging I mean, out. I, what, like, honestly, I was like, what is happening? And nothing happened. Like, right he didn't now. move. Nobody there, made physical no... contact with him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in the scene... Uh, when Zoysite shows up and is like, hey, listen, I didn't kill Tuxedo Mask. Like, his uniform is back to normal. I mean, like, it's showing that he always wears it a little bit open, but, yeah, like, but not to the extreme degree yeah, But not like he's about to he breastfeed was- a baby. <laughs> <laughs> not like he's a boy oh, band geez. caught in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> boy band caught in the rain. With his weird fried oh egg uh, shoulder oh, yes. Their epaulets really do look like fried eggs. Like, I don't know what is happening with those. They look far less... Spiffy. Like fried eggs in Sailor Moon Crystal. It's the squiggly edges. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think yeah. they tried to get, make them ornate. Um, and it's, mm, it looks like fried eggs. It looks like, it looks it like, looks like, like breakfast. Look, it looks like sunny side up eggs. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, oh. Well, you know, my favorite thing about, well, I mean, there's so many things to enjoy. Yeah. But one of my favorite things is that, like, when Venus comes and does her attack, yeah, yeah. she's isolating them to the hands. Yes, that was, oh my god, I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. But it's strangely Smart. effective. Yeah. Because she, yeah, it's true, like, Zoisai is gonna, like, stab Tuxedo Mask with an icicle, and she cracks and beams his hands, and she does the same thing to Kunzai to, like, stop him yep. from using the barrier. Yeah. So I don't know what it is about well, maybe, or, or maybe, maybe what it is is Sailor Venus knows her own limitations. And she knows that her powers are not going to be strong enough to, like, actually defeat these people. So she's like, if I attack their hands, mm-hmm. that'll stop them from doing bad things with their magic. Ah, <laughs> I dig Once it. again, probably giving them too much credit. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you might be. <laughs> Um, but okay, so... Oh, well, they get called back. They do, by Queen Beryl, and her face naturally appears in the sky. Um, (laughs) Because how can you know who's talking to you if their face isn't beamed into the sky? Which, again, can we all see this? Can only the people she's talking to see this? Or is it like... Or is or is, is it, it a visual cue for us as an audience member? Like, yeah. is it actually happening, or like this is, is what Mufasa they're hearing? From Lion King. Mm. See, here's the version that I want it to be, and I don't know if I've said this out loud on anything mm. before. I really want this to just be something that appears. So some poor man like wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, "Oh man, I need a glass." Of- oh my god! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and his wife is like, "What happened?" And she's like, "I I, I just saw a man's face, like oh the whole sky." I just. What is happening? But the reason she calls him back is because, like, during the fight with Zoisite, Tuxedo Mask's mask fell off, oh, and she, yeah. this is what—that's when she realized his, he was in Dimmy. His magical Tuxedo Mask mask, which in every incarnation mask, mask. does not seem to be held on by anything, mm-hmm. and just, it just loses its flutters to the ground, and then as soon as you pl- set it against <gasps> your face, it's right back on. There's not even adhesive, though, in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. He's stri- they're yeah. straight up a strap, yeah, there's a but you can yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the one shot where they have to, yes, have to take it off. Take it away and they take just, the mask it's off. a clear cutaway, and she's holding the, <laughs> it against his face as and if she... And then, yeah. and then as soon as she puts it back, they cut to the, the yeah, other shot yes, where it's yes. the 
strap yes. again. Yes. Oh my God. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she she recalls Queen Beryl recalls Zoisite and Kunzite because she's like, listen, we change of plans. Yeah. Shit's gone down. I'm not gonna. I don't kill that guy. Um, and then they all talk to Sailor Venus, and it's like, are you the princess? And she's like, nope. Why did why did we do away with that storyline? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. She's like, nope, I'm not the princess, but I'm here to hang out with you guys. Yeah. The end. And that, that was, I mean, literally, that was the end of the episode. The last shot yeah. is just her like, ha ha ha, and like smiling, <laughs> and that's the end. P.S. <laughs> Luna, I brought your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Who, in the dub, sounds like your stepdad that's trying to be one of the cool kids. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's me, Artemis. <laughs> Luna, I've been your secret contact. Yeah. Hey, guys, mm. you can drink beer in the basement. As long as you do it where I can see it so you don't get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm a cool stepdad. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> there were just so many things that were confusing so about that episode. Uh, then Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon episode 24, as we established we are like in the thick of the dark mercury storyline it's yes. freaking awesome uh, in the previous episode uh mamaru had gone into his apartment so basically at this point in pretty guardian sailor moon mamaru and hina are in the middle of packing because they're gonna go study abroad in england they don't tell like, you which university no though. no they're, they're, going, they're going to england university they're going to a university in England. Well, actually, no. They do say specifically London. Yeah. They say yeah. that he's going to London mm-hmm. to study at... A university. At a university. Yeah. yeah. London University? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you- it's the London University of London. <laughs> uh, but... Established in 2004. His, uh... Basically, Hina has this rich dad who was, like, kind of, like, Mamaru's, like, foster dad. Like, basically... As we learn in this previously and currently in this particular episode of Sailor Moon Crystal, Mamaru doesn't really have any memories before, like, age five when his parents died. No, age six. six. Sorry, huge difference. Yeah. Uh, age six when his parents <laughs> I died got, I, in a car crash. I like how I got slightly affronted. I was like, six. <laughs> Get it yeah. right. So Mamaru was six. Supposedly, his parents died in a car crash, and he doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he was told by the doctors that his name was Mamaru. Like, he didn't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they were written. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. They were, like, raised Yeah, they together. were. This is, this is something that happens, like, a lot in, like, Japanese stories. This is Which also a storyline like. in Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah, mm-hmm. Happens a lot in, um, in Japanese stories that, like... I just don't like, like it. People who are not actually related, but are, like, raised as brother and sister, like, just naturally end up marrying hey, one another. Yeah. So, like, we know we get along, and, like... We, we I already know I like your parents. And, like, <laughs> all our stuff is already here, and, I mean, so... I've kind of seen you naked. Oh, <laughs> so We don't have to, like, uh, worry about there. putting our photo albums together. Oh, God. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Got a little sidetracked. In addition to Dark Mercury being at large right now, there's also a fantastic uh, 
Dark Kingdom storyline that happens starting now where Queen Beryl basically freezes Nephrite out and won't speak to him for like 10 episodes. Did you mean Red Ranger Billy Idol? That's, that's exactly what I meant. Red, <laughs> Red Ranger, Ranger Billy, Billy Idol. Idol. I'm not going to call him anything different. Um, yeah. Well, and and so like Beryl like literally dismisses him in this scene. And meanwhile, little Ricky's like, yeah, mom said to go. Go away. <laughs> yeah. You're hella grounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so it's so good. Shit. But she says something, oh, I don't think I wrote it down. I'm really mm-hmm. upset. It's she says something that is something al- to the effect of literally saying, "Get out of my sight." I don't want I to don't talk see, to I don't want to see you. She said, "I don't want to see you for a while." Yeah. That's all she says. Yes, that's if, literally what she says. As if she was like kicking yeah. a college boyfriend yes. out. <laughs> and it, there's no like banishing you with No, stuff. I know, but it's like like never like self-inflicts banishment upon it is, it is like um he is a contestant on Survivor who got voted off <laughs> no, and just he like, just wanders away. <laughs> and he mopes in a cave. And every once in a while Dark Mercury walks by and goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that they had like angry sex. Oh, oh, they probably yeah. did. They totally had, like, super I, angry I, sex. I refuse to believe that Dark Mercury doesn't just walk around smacking those guys on the platform <laughs> hall. Oh, yeah. She's just like, I'm better at being evil than you. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so, while all of this is going down, Zoysite is playing the piano. Now, this is a transitional piano scene, wherein when Mamaru shows up in his bedroom... To, like, try to pack to go to London. He's just in the... Zoyside is there playing the piano. Yeah. But upon further investigation, I believe that the piano playing actually transports, like, Mamaru's soul subconscious okay. to oh. Zoyside's so presence. So it's a psychic moment. He's, like, yeah, astral totally pro- a psychic moment. Astral it's projecting. Totally astral projecting. That's exactly yeah. what's oh, happening. Oh, and he's playing uh, Cliche and Sonata. Man, do you like that song? I hope so. It's in every episode over and it's, over. It may actually be in this series more than the Minako one-hit wonder, Say La Vie. Which is the only pop song that exists in this reality, I'm convinced. Oh, man. I'm convinced it's the only one. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, piano is playing. And, and, his gr- and, and Hina is like, what's going on? And he's like... Nothing. Nothing. Hold on. Stay in the hallway. <laughs> he closes the door because nothing is less suspicious than that. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and then once Zoysite's back, like, in his own reality without Mamaru's subconsciousness, Kunzite comes in, and all I wrote down was, Kunzite fucking hates pianos. Because <laughs> he, like, slams down on the keys and is like, you need to stop. Just, Maybe he's just tired of that song. <laughs> yeah. Like, first you just played nothing but the stupid Say La Vie song. Now you're just going to play Moonlight Sonata. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yep. <laughs> Could you um, play at least one other song? Just one new song. We can't play a little Chopin in here? No Beethoven? Nope. 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 No. nope. Not Mm-mm. even a little Randy Newman? No. Uh, I would welcome some Randy Newman right now. <laughs> I would like to point out that Kunzite looks like one of the guardian warriors from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> I can see it. He looks like, oh, uh, not lightning, not th- not thunder. Because mm-hmm. thunder's the one that blows himself up, right? 
It's been so long. It's been forever. Whichever one doesn't wear the stupid straw hat and Mm -hmm. doesn't blow himself up at the end. That's the one that Kunzai looks like. That's the one that Kunzai looks like. Look it up, kids. To summarize, the Dark Kingdom is made up of (laughs) Red Ranger Billy Idol. Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Little Little Ricky. Ricky. And... And Zoyside. Zoyside. Zoyside doesn't... who won't stop playing the piano. (laughs) Um... So then we're like back in the regular world. And I, one thing I did like, so like Usagi's dealing with like her sadness about Mamoru leaving mm-hmm. and she's all like spaced out and she's in across the street. And like this, this is like the trigger point that like makes her realize later in the episode that Mamoru is tuxedo mask. So she's like spaced out and it's like a recreation of what happened actually at the beginning of the um the Sailor Jupiter episode where mm-hmm. she's like spaced out and walks in the street and Sailor Jupiter saves her. In this instance, she spaces out and walks into the street and then Mamaru saves her. Yeah. And she's mad and then they're like yelling at each other. He calls her an idiot <laughs> and then they c- come face to face and realize who each other are. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh man, I kind of still like him. But what kills me before the whole car incident is that they're like gonna cross the street <laughs> and she looks over and sees him and yeah. then they make eye contact and she's just like, oh... Hey. hey, and he's just like, yep. Like I know. Because, so, I mean, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had, like, maybe a breakup or maybe just a weird, like, separation situation, and then you have to see that person again, oh. it's so heartbreaking. I, and, like, that little exchange, I feel, captures that perfectly. Mm-hmm. They hardly say anything. They barely look at each other, but you're just like, oh, ow, ow. My heart guts. I know. My heart guts. That, I think that's why I like the Hina storyline, is I feel uh, like it really captures a lot of like not nice emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a in a in a good way. Uh, but I I like how we see Usagi's like coping mechanisms mm-hmm. a little bit in this, where like she's talking to Makoto about how like she's sad. Makoto, of course, at this point hates Mamaru. Yeah. She's like, whose ass do I have to I know. Kick? Well, she punched him in the face, like when yeah. she found out yeah. that like he was not discouraging Usagi, but was engaged to Hina. She's like, you are an asshole. Yep. I actually believe those were the words she used. She's a good friend, man. Yeah. She's a she's damn a good, good friend. friend. Um, but yeah, and then Usagi's talking about like all the things she's gonna have to get done because she's like not dealing yeah. with her sadness. Yeah. She has a really a, that actress has a really fantastic moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actress who plays Usagi, where she, we see her like her heartbreaking as she turns around away from Makoto, and she just like puts up this wall and then mm-hmm. turns around and is being a silly little schoolgirl. And you yeah. see Makoto's face be like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. We're doing the pretend everything's mm-hmm. okay thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the, This is a really good episode. It's a really good um, episode. Although, uh, Turtle Dude needs to chill. Oh, poor Motoki. Motoki. So weird. He's cleaning his turtle. That's uh, Andrew. Like for those of you who right? the follow the dog. turtle dub. is getting spruced well, up. Well, yes, he is, he is sprucing up his turtle to go on that's a date. That's not a metaphor. That's yeah, not no, a metaphor not at all. Like, Motoki can't um, get a date on his own, but he can get his turtle yeah. a date. That's really upsetting. Right. Which is when Hina shows up to the karaoke place and is like, I don't know what happened to Mamoru. He's missing. Yeah. Because this is what happened to Mamoru. Okay. <laughs> So we've established that he's like having weird like subspace astral projection conversations with Zoysite. So Zoysite is basically like, come to the science building and we're going to talk about it's about what this is all about. There's a wedding building yeah. and a science building. There is a specific <laughs> building for everything. Yes. I don't. 
I believe that like it was communicated to him that he should like show up at the planetarium in the science building. But when I first saw this scene, so I saw he was playing the piano, and there was like clear they were clearly in a planetarium, yeah. but there was like space all around them. Like I thought we were just supposed to suspend our disbelief and think we were <laughs> in space. An actual space. And see and. And when when that scene happened, I thought that Zoisite had one of those clickers in his hand. Oh, did you think he was gonna start yes. this? Like, like, like a PowerPoint. On the I was like, of the this crowd. was the Silver Millennium. Oh this was it because of the way he was holding his hand in that scene. Uh, is really, it's really dark. Yeah. And so I was like, see, have one of those like PowerPoint clickers. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what was gonna go down. I'm like, this is the Silver Millennium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were the, the Earth Prince. Prince. <laughs> I feel like usually it's just like drawings like oh. like the ones that oh, the you put on the little projectors no, yeah yeah but the, you put on the projectors but like of the quality of like the ones that Giles makes in Hush oh yeah that episode of Bobby the Vampire yes <laughs> yes oh my god yeah so I was very confused I, I was like, like are normally, they in space normally I'm the one with the most ridiculous <laughs> idea on this show and you guys both out lowered me <laughs> Zoisai was telling the story like I know the story but I felt like the way Zoisai explained it he made it sound like Prince Endymion was in love with the the actual moon not the moon prince (laughs) you and that moon it was really literally the entire moon the whole thing oh man but so yeah so Usagi finds out that Mamoru might be in trouble, so she, like, runs to the science building to try to find him. He is in trouble because Kunzite shows up and is like, it's on. Because Kunzite's plan, basically, is to kill Prince Endymion. He's like, I'm going to show up with a sword and murder, and murder the you. shit out of Endymion. <laughs> yep. But it, it turns into, uh, uh, like, almost like a, a The Shining Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There were shots in there where they're, like, running around the hallways at the college and, like... It like it looks like yeah. the shining. Like no matter how fast Endymion is running, mm-hmm. Kunzite is walking really slow, but he's always getting, really clo- yeah. getting closer. Uh, their fight was awesome. Yes. It was so disturbing. It was, it was really good. Um, but then they're like, all of a sudden, okay, so they're like running around the hallways. It starts in a planetarium, then suddenly they're in a hallway, and then very confusingly, they're in a soundstage. Yeah, I, like, was, I was like, weren't they in a soundstage? They, they're literally in a soundstage. Who's soundstage? I don't this? know. Like, why is there a soundstage? Yeah, and there's like a weird pseudo set set up. But, like, there's no, like, lighting in place, but, like, all the cameras are there, and they're, like, straight from, like, 1978. Like, this is so, it's the weirdest set dressing. I'm telling you, whoever was in charge of location scouting (laughs) and set dressing, Mm -hmm. fired. Mm -hmm. Need to be fired. It, it, honestly, and, and I don't know if we've said this before... Um, it looks like um, that montage in Blazing Saddles. Yes, it does. When they're running mm-hmm. through all of the sets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it looks like that is one of the sets that they're going to run through. Yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. Mamoru and Kunzai are now having a very serious fight in a soundstage. And then Usagi and Makoto show up, you know, transformed into Sailor Moon and Sailor Jupiter. And they're in, like, the lobby that we always... <laughs> the lobby we always end up in. Which, by the way, I keep... Um, <laughs> I keep waiting for a background <laughs> shot that they just didn't have time to reshoot where um, one of the kids that goes to that community college didn't get the yes! email that class was canceled and like opens a door and starts to walk <gasps> in and then just really quickly.
quickly like turns around and walks away. <laughs> I guarantee you that is in the series I'm at look some point. Really close. For Find now. that college so they're, student. They're in the lobby and they get confronted with a Yoma that is like more or less. A, a demon version of an Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's like cat. an owl, yeah, or owl, it's or a owl. owl. It's cat. a weird owl cat. It's weird Satan owl cat. Yes, um, but uh, Usagi is like determined that she's gonna go help Mamaru. So Makoto's like, "Listen, I got this." Mm-hmm. Once again, they're fighting in a lobby. Then all of a sudden, they're in a different location, which I am convinced is just the other side of the soundstage, and they just turn the camera oh, around. Sure. Yes. No, it's clearly a warehouse. You know why? There's several boxes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just warehouse. littered about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Usagi shows up to the Kunzite Mamaru fight, uh, and she uses the power of the Silver Crystals sort of inadvertently and fends off uh, Kunzite, mm-hmm. who cape swishes away. So <laughs> wish. Yeah, wish, but wish. she and she and, uh, and Mamaru, uh, who's transformed into Tuxedo Mask at this point, transformed. Changed? Changed? I don't know. It's a, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really uh, yeah, sure fine. when he became Tuxedo yeah. Mask and all this, but he did. Um, and uh, they, they've both been, like, injured or, like, tired. And then there's, like, some really good hurt acting. Where oh, they're both, yeah. Like, so good. Where they're both, like, dragging themselves uh, out of there. Uh, and he's like, uh, stop. Why are you doing this? Uh, and she's like, I got to save this guy. And previously, like... Terrible as this is, because, like, it kind of means, like, he was... I mean, I don't think he was ever thinking of, like, cheating on Hina, but, like, Mamoru previously has, like, acknowledged that he kind of has feelings for Usagi. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there's this whole whole storyline where in their home ec class they're making scarves. (sighs) Um... Which they call mufflers. Yeah, which is weird as mufflers. If you haven't watched, if you're just skipping around like I am, uh, and you haven't watched (laughs) the episode where they plan to give those to Mm -hmm. someone... When they mention the mufflers, <laughs> I was like, is that a euphemism for <laughs> vaginas? <Something> <laughs> for a thing? For a vagina? Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. Is, is it, is, I mean, is it a typo in the subtitles that I'm watching? Because that happens sometimes. Yeah, like, it does. What is that? <laughs> what is a muffler? But, uh, no. Uh, they, they are, in fact, talking about a white scarf that she knit. Yes. Uh, and, and she was going to give it to Tuxedo Mask, but she really wants to give it to Mamoru. But she told Mamoru that she had someone she wanted to give it to. Mm-hmm. And so he, Mamoru was like, oh, I guess like That's she does cool. have somebody. But it's yeah. his alter well, it's, um, it's when he was Tuxedo mm-hmm. Mask. Mm-hmm. She was like, I wanted to give this to you, mm-hmm. but I have to save it for the person I really, really love. love. And he was like kind mm-hmm. of on the fence because he was like, I think I like her, you know, and like yeah. maybe it's wrong for me. And yeah. so that's and when she he, tells him. In that's this, why that he recommits yeah, that to it's Hina. Mama. Yes, 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 yes. Because oh. he thinks there's no chance. And then when she starts describing this guy that she liked in yeah. this scene, in this where, scene they're hurt, where they're hurt, yeah. he's like. Oh my god. It is it's me. It's yeah. me. But she uh, she's like I have to go save this guy. He's about your height. He is hurt in exactly the places where you're hurt. Um yeah. this is, he looks exactly like, like you, you in every way yeah, except exactly. he's not wearing a costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She mentions him by name too and it's like how is he how is he going to know? Yeah. How is he going to know who that is? Mm. I mean, of course he knows who it is. Because it's him. It's him. Yeah. But I mean, in theory like uh, girl did you really think? Like, well, I think she was yeah. hoping that like he maybe encountered Mamaru because she knows Mamaru is supposed to be there. Right. So that, I think that but was what that was about. Then we have a really, really. I know. It's, it is when they're at the bottom of the stairs and the, uh, back in the lobby. It's like it's like uh, Batman Returns, 
Catwoman and Batman at mm-hmm. the dance mm-hmm. when they figure out only who each less other are. murderous. Well, less. There, I mean, there, there is less murder involved because because he calls her an idiot. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, "Who are you calling an idiot?" Which is the exact conversation they had before. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Wait a second. Yo. And then like they get all close, and it's like, "Now keys." I know, but Just they don't. Do it. Now keys, and they never will because Japanese. Uh, uh, dramas they don't they don't yeah, kiss. they never they do their actors don't mm-hmm. kiss they hug it out a lot but god it's so and and they do have a lot of instances where like there's a fa- there's a lot of face touching it, that there's but a they lot of never, face touching but ever kiss oh. they don't kiss in korean dramas either this drives me insane they don't so kiss cute. Uh, yeah, this is, this is the point watching, because, like, I was jumping around the first time I watched Pretty Yardy and Sailor Moon, because I just, like, wanted to watch some choice episodes. Like, full disclosure, like, I am obsessed with the whole Silver Millennium backstory, so I was like, I want to watch all the Sailor Moon Crystal episodes about that, so I watched this one. And after watching this one, I just watched them all continuously because I I just couldn't stop. Like it gets you want to you want to so give us good. a you want to give us a brief overview of the Silver Millennium story. Oh my gosh! Okay, so for the children at home, basically the deal is the Silver Millennium is the time period in which Queen Serenity was the queen of the moon and her daughter. Princess Serenity, Serenity. Also Serenity. Who she named after herself. That happens. Lazy. <laughs> if the Diamond Kingdom is any indication. <laughs> um, she, uh, and um, during that time period, um, contact between the Earth and the moon was strictly forbidden. Nobody says why, but it's not allowed. However, uh, the princess of the moon and the prince of the Earth, which was Princess Serenity and Prince Endymion, AKA now Mamaru fell in love with each other. Now, how did that happen if contact is forbidden? That, you know what? I'm really hoping Sailor Moon Crystal's okay. going to explain I, like, how they met. Because I was thinking about it no, the other day, and they, I was like, I don't they know. Literally, they literally never explain how they okay. actually met each other. Good, I was, I was afraid um, I missed something. But So they were in love with each other, uh, and they were met with disapproval from, like, their homies. And th- so, like, their main people, the princess had her four Sailor Guardians, mm-hmm. which were um, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Venus... Sailor Mars and Sailor Jupiter, and then the prince had like his four protectors, Generals. who were the yeah. Shitano, uh, which roughly translates to Kings of Heaven. It's a Buddhist thing, thing. Um, and so he had Kunzite, Nephrite, Zoisite, and Jedite, like were his like protectors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like things were pretty okay when they when they were in love with each other, but like they knew it wasn't couldn't last forever because like it was a problem because there was no contact line between the earth and the moon. And meanwhile, this like peasant woman, according to the manga, or like I think in Pretty Guardian they say that she was like also part of the Earth royal family. Beryl was like, I'm in love with Endymion. I want to get with him. But he never sees me because he's just in love with this tramp from the moon. (laughs) And so while she's all being jealous, Metallia possesses her weak heart and is like, hey, let's become friends and unleash my power. And then you can marry Prince Endymion and rule the universe. Mm -hmm. So that is what happened. But then Beryl started like preaching Metallia to all the people of Earth. So all the people on Earth also get possessed by Metallica, including the four Shitano, who like, I mean, I think it's really accurate. Like, won't you make a contract with me? Yeah. It's like very QB in Puella Madoka Magica, where it's like, 
sell your soul to me and I'm going to give you amazing powers. Because, like, Earth people don't have magic. Right. And, like, moon people do. Right. Uh, they also live a really, really long time, whereas, like, Earth people have regular lifespans. So then they all get possessed by Metallia and they stage a siege on the moon. Prince How and- did they get there? Nobody. Well, in the 90s anime, they fly. <laughs> and I Damn. don't mean on a spaceship. Nope. They fly <laughs> in, like, a big, like, um... You know in old Looney Tunes cartoons where there's like an angry mob and it's just a big cloud with arms and legs and like pitchforks and yeah. stuff? It's kind of like that, but through space where they're just like... Rah, 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 rah. I, yeah. I mean, that is actually what happens. Yep. Uh, everywhere else, it's unclear yep. how they got there. Um, but anyway, they like stage this big siege on the moon and then Prince Endymion is like, y'all are crazy. Like, Beryl has has possessed you. You're, you're saying crazy things. You never thought this way before. Mm-hmm. Um, but he dies protecting the princess. In some situations, they both get killed. Yeah. Um. Everybody it, dies. Everybody, basically, basically everyone dies in one way or another, and it's just bad times for everyone. So then Queen Serenity uses the power of the silver crystal to, like, send everyone's consciousnesses and souls into the future to be reborn. Yeah. But she didn't do a very good job of it. No, she didn't do... Well, okay. Because she, so, she, she also the bad, bad guys. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think that in some version, she says, like, listen, I was really emotionally distraught because my <laughs> daughter had just died right. and I messed up. Oh, I'm not blaming her. I'm yeah. just pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings up an interesting point and, and, and something that I, I want to talk about for the um, Sailor Moon Crystal episode, which is which is about Mamoru and his... his sad past life, which is that, like, it's unclear to me, except in the 90s anime where they blatantly state, hey, we are the people we are. Like, we are, we are reincarnated people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we are, we were born, we were born we here. We up yes, here. exactly. As in a second life. Yeah. yeah. Which Sailor Venus explains to everybody in the episode where they find out about their past lives. Right. Um, but in all of their versions, they never specifically say that. Right. And so it's things like Mamaru's past memory of like, yeah, my parents died in a car crash when I was five. And then like Makoto's like, yeah, my parents are dead. I live alone. And Ray's like, I have a bad relationship with my dad and I live at the shrine. <laughs> sometimes with my grandpas, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, and Ami's like, yeah, I have a mom. I barely see her. We'd communicate on a whiteboard. Like, right. it just seems to me that, like, there is some evidence, especially because, like, their, their like, backstories seem a little, like, underdeveloped almost, mm-hmm. that, like, they aren't reincarnated necessarily so much as, like, transplanted into a new timeline. Right. Like, so, the, so they're dawned. Kind of like, exactly, like Dawn in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And it is established later when Shibiusa travels back in time that the ability to create memories for people exists. Right, because Chibiusa literally shows up and Usagi's like, get out of here. And she's like, no, I'm supposed to be here. Right, everybody? And she does a little magic and everyone goes, oh, it's our cousin who's here. We haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. You remember your cousin. And mm-hmm. it's like instant, instant family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I could see it going either way. But I just I think that with with Mamaru's like fuzzy backstory that mm-hmm. that's possible. Um, but I, in Sailor Moon Crystal, it, it starts right off the bat with her waking up in Mamoru's apartment mm-hmm. and they have like 
a chat about how sad his past was, uh, and then they have a moment where they totally should have kissed, but they don't. Boo. Um, I just want people to kiss, damn it. I know. Here's my thing, though. Uh, in that scene where Usagi and Mamoru are, like, talking about his past and their feelings and all that, I, I can't decide if... I like that he's like, hey, let's keep this a secret between us. Or if I feel like he's bullying her into keeping it a secret. Because he doesn't say that in the manga. Don't tell anyone. I know. <laughs> it, I mean, it, 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 yeah. read, it read as sweet. But like in the manga, like she has a real dilemma of being like, I know I should tell them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just, I can't. And I mean, and that was the dilemma that, that I still got from her in the scene where they were like having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and at school. At school, yeah, and uh, and and she has his pocket watch, and he has her handkerchief. Ah. And, oh, it's so good when they're like thinking about each other. And, they mess with my heart so much. In opposite I, worlds, I also love that we see the contrast of Usagi from like her beautiful like princess role, mm-hmm. her normal self, because the moment where she's looking at the pocket while oh, having fond memories takes place after she immediately ate about a million sandwiches <laughs> and ketchup all yeah, over her face. She just like put her face in a lunchbox. And inhaled until there were no more sandwiches. <laughs> like Garfield. Oh, I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but in that scene, it, it, she doesn't say anything about, like, I can't tell them because Mamoru told me not to. She's like, I'm afraid if I tell them, they're going to tell me not to see him again. Right. And I I just can't, I can't do that. There, mm. Listen, there's an awful lot of sexual tension for two animated characters. That's mm, true. <laughs> so much. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. But, uh... Also in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, there's a great scene with Beryl and Metallia. Oh, yeah. And Metallia makes horrifying noises. But sounds exactly like the zombie Yoma that we will see at a later date in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. (laughs) Literally, it's the same sound. So uh, Beryl goes to visit Metallia, who makes the horrifying zombie Yoma noises, and also, Beryl seems to, like, think that she has, like, some control over Metallia. Yeah. Oh, Which she so totally dumb. does. Yeah. So she's like, Meta- if Metallia gets the crystal, she's going to, like, wipe out the earth. But don't worry, I got this. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to keep the silver crystal for myself, marry Endymion, and rule the world. No. Yep. Take that, <laughs> no, girl. ancient evil. <laughs> ancient evil force that has endowed me with all my powers. I totally control you. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, ancient evil. Yeah. Nope. Um, also, I, I like when we first see them in, uh, when this is when we moved on to Zoysite's plan of enslaving people through videos. <laughs> uh, I like that uh, in this version, even though, like, because there's not as many filler episodes, we don't, like, see Usagi's, like, everyday civilian friends as much. Like, they all have names. Yeah. They do. Yes. Yeah. Yumiko and Kuri. They Naru, are. Really. Naru calls them by their first names yeah. when she sees them at the video store. Yeah. <laughs> Which is literally called dark. I, how does nobody think this is suspicious? It's called dark. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Come on. People in Tokyo are very gullible. They're very, very gullible. Yes, in um, this version of Tokyo. Uh, also in that lunch scene, uh, we see Ami using a tablet. So once again, yeah. it's like, what time period is this? Yeah, well, we're definitely upgraded because yeah. in the manga, when uh, when we start to Oh, realize, yeah, she has like a little netbook. <laughs> yeah, well, in, also in the manga, when we start to realize what the plot is as far as like the hypnotizing mm-hmm. of, of our classmates, the reason we find out about it is because we accidentally knock over a VHS tape. <laughs> 
yes. but in the anime in the anime it's, yeah it's a dvd, it's a DVD. Yeah, 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 yeah so we're obviously upgrading yeah um which they discover how <laughs> you mean like harasses them at last oh man and, uh, this, my favorite thing about that is that like he he pops in unannounced like he usually does says something creepy and scuttles away and and luna is like oh he was very aggressive wasn't he and they all act like this is unusual behavior <laughs> like he doesn't just randomly like he appear and know everything about anyway. everything all the yeah, time like this is not unusual it, yeah he was it actually really is not unusual he was dialed up to an 11 but he's not normally at a one he's normally about an, an seven or an eight yeah <laughs> or like a ten and a half or a ten and a half if it's like uh something like sailor moon yeah, Sailor totally. V related. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sailor V related. But literally, for the most part, the only thing that is different about Umino in this scene is that he is a black shadow. He, with glasses. Oh, yeah, glowing glasses. Because <laughs> uh-huh. that's how you know when people in animes have gone bad is when the glasses completely glaze over mm-hmm. and you can't see their eyes anymore. Yep. Because of the light reflected on them. Yep. Yeah. Um, so basically, Zoisai has uh, declared via the powers of DVD uh, a person on Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are, like, breaking windows. They're, 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 riot. they're going crazy trying to find Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they put the DVD in the Sailor V game. Which, which what, what makes, what makes you think we can just put things that in well, other no, no, systems? Well, tells her to. Well, I know that, but I'm just, like, it seems know, like a bad it's a, idea. It's a it does, video it, game it does seem like it does seem like a terrible, terrible That's what idea. What console tells us <laughs> is a bad idea. Yeah. It spits it out and goes, "Don't do that." Although my, yeah. my my favorite thing is that the equivalent scene in the manga, they shove that VHS tape in there. Yeah. <laughs> VHS slot in the and video game for some reason. Why so not? Weird. So weird. Uh, yeah, so that's in uh, that point they all like go out. That's when Sailor Moon like reveals herself to everybody and Moon heals and then there's the whole thing that goes down with Zoe Sight and the Iceberg, which right. I already talked about. The knockdown drag out fight. The knockdown drag out fight. There's a scene when they're talking about Sailor Venus. Mm-hmm. They're, they are asking Luna questions. Oh, yeah, and Luna, yeah, they're asking Luna if they think that Sailor V is one of their allies, and Luna's like, nope. She gets all weird, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get the totally. impression that she was Oh, lying? yeah, I t- no, I totally got the impression oh, why she, is she was all weird. Why is she I, don't, lying? I don't know why she's lying. I, I, I feel like they're setting something up. I do, too. I mean, like. Because unlike yeah. the 90s anime, people writing this give a shit about <laughs> what happens from episode episode. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I I don't, I don't know that Luna was there for the majority of that lunch scene in the manga. Like, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. And like, I feel like she just shows up at the end, being like, "Well, Umino was pretty aggressive." Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it's that. It's it's specifically Sailor Moon just being like, "I don't know." I think Sailor V might be our ally, and everyone's like, well, Luna hasn't really said anything about her, but hey, Usagi, you're the leader. Maybe you have some really special powers. <laughs> special um, powers. Bless your little heart. Bless your little heart. heart. And your special and powers. your special, special powers, which uh, Tuxedo Mask doesn't have, which is why he tried to get everybody to Still, find the silver yeah. crystal, but he admits in this that his he doesn't just want to find the silver crystal. He wants to be with Usagi. He too. wants to be. It's, I I feel like it's a very <laughs> Flynn Rider moment. It is. It is a f- it's, he has a new <laughs> dream. And at last I see the light. Oh. I made, I have 
made two Disney references in this episode. <laughs> also, I have been swearing a lot. Somehow I've accomplished it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as you know, the 90s was a magical time where in children's television Ooh, was really concerned with, um, with teaching uh, moral life lessons to take away and carry with you throughout your day. Uh, Sailor Moon was no exception. So now comes time for our segment oh, called Sailor Moon oh, Says, okay. wherein we attempt to guess what the moral lesson of uh, the particular episode of the 90s anime we have recently watched uh, actually was. So just to remind you guys, uh, this episode was about Zoisite disguising himself as Sailor Moon in order to try to capture Tuxedo Mask, and then Sailor Venus showed up. That's it. Oh, man. <clears throat> Okay, um, I am just gonna, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm yeah, gonna show the dark. Go, yeah, I'm gonna go, 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 go. I'm gonna say, um, this week on Sailor Moon, we learned that Zoisite wanted to set up a trap for our friends, but none of it would have happened if they hadn't gone where they weren't supposed to be at night. <laughs> Make sure you tell an adult when you're going to go places, and then I'm gonna have Ami because she's snooty. Of course. And make sure you don't trespass in work sites or construction places, <laughs> or you could get hurt. Sailor Moon says, nailed it. Yeah. No one needs to try anything. We're no, done. You did great. I'll be in my trailer. Oh, oh you know what? I can't participate because I actually remember what the actual Sailor Moon says oh, no. for this episode. Is. Oh, oh, no. I actually remember it. For you the cheat. record, though, Lola, yours makes a lot more yours sense. Yours makes a lot more sense than what it actually yes. is. And I can tell you exactly what it is. It's. Uh, I want to hear you a... say it, and then I want to hear your verbatim to see how <laughs> yeah. she actually okay. is. Yeah, it's. Uh... Diet and exercise are really important if you want to stay healthy. You should drink lots of water and eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Try to avoid fatty foods with sugar and like with lots of sugar, like candy and soda. And then uh, there's something about like Serena being fat and Amy. <laughs> Amy, I think Amy's the one who's like, and make sure you drink lots of water. Uh, that's essentially that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What? Okay, this is what it actually is. Um, it 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 is. It starts with Serena, and she goes. I love to eat. And then Lita, who's Makoto, says, but it's important to eat well if you want to be strong like me. And then Ray says, right, pass up the junk food for fruits and vegetables. It gives you more staying power. And then Amy says, and drink lots of water. <laughs> Not only those carbonated drinks with too much sugar in them. And then Mina says, and make sure you get plenty of exercise. Your doctor or gym teacher can tell you what's best for you. And then Ray says, you want to be like us? Stay fit and healthy. Serena? Right. And then there's like yelling and coughing and gagging. I don't know. Once again, I assume someone's eating. Well, there's a I think in the visual, they cut back to the scene at the beginning of the episode where she's eating the crepes. Like, is that where they got this? Like, I just don't even understand where this came from. Because I think there's a part in the episode where like she's eating. And they're walking together. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. eating crepes. It's in the window washer scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so she's eating a lot, and Makoto totally has a moment where she's like, you need to be careful with the way you eat. You're going to get fat. And that's it. That is it. Oh, they don't God. talk about eating for the rest of the scene. Like, wandering around abandoned docks at night yes. is, like, a much better, like, like yeah. don't do that, no, kids, like, than, I, like, 
don't yeah. eat crepes. Like, yeah. Don't on. trespass. Don't don't go out to dangerous places by yourself. Those were all PSAs that we could have had. Mm-hmm. And Hello, instead kids. we had if fitness. You, if you feel like trespassing in construction zones, stay home and eat a crepe and drink lots of water. <laughs> Sailor Moon <laughs> says, I guess. I just yeah. I yeah. I don't even know. I definitely remember that particular PSA. I <laughs> and that's it. That's it, guys. That's uh, that's all we wow. got. Wow, man. For uh, this episode of uh, Love and Justice, uh, Lola, where can we find you on the internet? In cyberspace. I can be found on Twitter.com. I'm at Unwinona. U-N-W-I-N-O-N-A. I am also on Tumblr. Just look up Unwinona. I'm there. <laughs> uh, I... Kelby Lenorman can be found on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitter. Is that, uh, is that new? <laughs> that's the Christmas version. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I can be found on Twitter at Real Femininity. And then on like Tumblr and Instagram and Pinterest if you're interested. Uh, I mean, my Pinterest is not nearly as cool as Emma's. <laughs> uh, but I can just, I can be found at. Femininity, F-E-M-I-N-E-R-D-I-T-Y. And if you just look up Emma Fife on the internet in any social media thing, it's probably me. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> I know. I'm really Whatever. Un- unoriginal. Stop having such an interesting name without having to make one up. It's I rude. Know, Seriously. I am the worst. Absolute worst. So thank you so much, everyone, for putting up with me and listening to me and listening to this podcast we love you. We'll see you again soon. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear our voices. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>